Hello, good morning, and welcome to the J. Margaret Weaver Journal. Great to be with you today. My name is Kaylina Thomas, founder of J. Margaret Weaver, and excited to be with you all um, today. Thank you so much for listening. And I've got a really interesting topic today. I want to share about my 30-day social media fast that I just finished up um, and how that went, how what I learned, um, some realizations that I have, and um, really curious from all of you. Have you done something similar? How do you use social media? Um, am I alone in my struggles with social media or is this a thing? And so, um, just as background kind of where this started, um, I did something similar about four years ago where I took a break from social media and TV. I was really trying to shut off screen time more so than social media. Um, but I had um, a young son at home. I think he was about six months old when I did this and um, just really wanted to be more present and uh, have less focus on screen time. And I kind of never went back, especially with the TV thing. And I still am not crazy about just sitting swirling at my phone, um, really, again, trying to be present in my life and what's going on around me and enjoy that. And um, like I have said, I think a few times this week, I'm a little bit of an old soul. Um, and so I think that has something to do with it. Uh, I just, I'm just not wild about um, trying to lose myself in my phone or in TV or something when there's so many other things going on around me and, you know, the trade-off that comes with that. Anyways, that's just, that's just me personally. Um, but around the start of the new year, I saw some posts from a few friends of mine and different people in social media who had just said that they were going to take a 30 day break from Instagram. And I thought, you know what, that might be really refreshing. I'm feeling really burned out. Um, one of the things that I had not expected um, when it came to starting a business last year was the amount and the kind of presence you have to have on social media that people want to see you and in order for these algorithms to work, you're supposed to be posting all the time. And honestly, my life is not that interesting. Um, I, I, I don't really like to not that I don't want to put myself out there. I just don't even, like, I don't know that why anyone would find maybe the things that I'm doing that interesting. Um, like I just, I would rather just focus on like actually doing things than talking about what I'm doing online. Um, I'm approaching my 36th birthday. So I don't know if this is a generational thing where I didn't really grow up with all of that of the, you know, sharing things. I did have Facebook in college. That was when you had to be in college to have Facebook and we'd post pictures. Um, of our nights out or something like that. I think from our digital cameras, if that like feel like that really dates me at this point in time. Um, and it was just very different. So I had this you know, whole busy holiday season, first holiday season with Jay Margaret Weaver. People are constantly posting online. People are doing reels and they are doing stories and they're posting content and you're, do, you're supposed to do blogs and you're supposed to do Facebook. And I have a lot of people um, actually, especially when you think about this being a brand that is geared toward female professionals, um, a lot of people from LinkedIn. So you're trying to write articles for LinkedIn and I'm a one person shop um, right now and I've got two young kids at home. And so um, really trying to balance the, okay, what are the things that I have to do for the business? How am I um, designing new clothing line, like new pieces of clothing or curating accessories? Um, 
getting things up on my store, refreshing things, doing pop-up shops, all of that stuff, but then also having this um, social media presence and really trying to invest in that and see what that return is. Um, it just felt too much. And with that, what happens, at least for me, when I would go on, say, Instagram to post something, is that all of a sudden you get sucked in by a picture. Like Instagram is, it's so smart. It knows exactly what to show you of what is going to suck you in. And for me, those are pictures of beautiful homes. And so I get sucked in because it's, here's a picture of a really pretty living room. Here's a picture of a bedroom. Here's what you know, we've tracked all the things that you've liked and saved and, you know, put in your collections and whatnot. So here's like more blue and white master bedrooms, because we think that, you know, based on what you're looking at, that either you have a room that looks like that, or you want a room that looks like that. And um, spoiler alert, it's more, I want a room that looks like that. And I'm saving all these pictures and maybe, maybe in five or 10 years, I'll actually get there. Um, But it's so smart, just sucks you in as you start scrolling. And I found myself doing this passive scrolling um, of just looking at pictures and it was mind numbing. Um, And I didn't realize until my phone would give me these reports of here's how much screen time you've had um, this past week. And I thought, oh yeah, I had a lot of screen time, but you know, this, the um, baby monitors are on my phone. So it's just because I've got my phone open looking at the, the camera, checking my kids. And then I looked and saw how much time I was spending on Instagram and I was horrified, um, just couldn't believe how much it had sucked me in. And especially right at bed before, or right at night before I was going to bed, that I would spend 30 minutes or more just sitting in bed, like scrolling, looking at pictures or looking at stories or something, uh, which is not me at all. Very, very uncharacteristic. And I, I don't post a lot to my personal accounts, but I just... So I wasn't sitting there actually posting anything or saying anything. I was just watching other people or watching like pictures of homes or interior design, um, things like that. And so it was it was just time to take a break. And so during this break then, um, and this was, like I said, a little different from my last one. This one was very focused on um, not engaging on social media platforms and trying to take a step back while also still being somewhat engaged from a business standpoint. I don't want to completely lose and completely stop posting or putting anything out there, um, but really trying to be mindful of how much time I was spending if I wasn't actually just sitting there posting something. And during this time, um, one of the um, gentlemen who was part of the Social Dilemma movie um, that came out a couple years ago. It's on Netflix. Um, He had an interview with a a podcaster that I listened to, and um, she was interviewing him. He's one of the tech designers, like I said, in the Social Dilemma movie. He was a former design ethicist at Google, and he's now the head at the Center for Humane Technology. Um, And the article is very enlightening. I think you know if you're someone who has experienced or um, participated in social media, you can probably attest to the fact that it does feel very addictive. Um, but to understand the science behind it and how he explained it was so enlightening and very interesting. Um, I haven't seen the Netflix documentary. Um, I know I'm weird. I probably I don't have Netflix. That's a whole other story. Um, but I so I had not heard all the things that were going on or that were shared in the social dilemma movie. And so um, this interview, like I said, was very enlightening because he talks about how 
these algorithms are designed to have how they work within your brain to really keep you engaged. Because when you think about it, the business model for um, an Instagram, a Facebook, I guess they're calling themselves meta now, um, or you know any of these other sites is Twitter, for example, and I don't, I don't tweet, I can't even go there. Um, but it's based on time spent in the app because then you've got advertisers and so people are paying their ad dollars based on the fact that people are engaging and spending all this time in their platforms. And he likened it to a casino. When you go to a casino, they try to do everything to make it really hard to leave. It's hard to find the exits. They're giving you free drinks. Um, there's all sorts of things that are happening or you know, you start to win and you think, okay, because I've won, maybe some people think I'm going to keep winning. Some people may try to stop and then you know, they can spot those people and they're trying to do other things to then keep you engaged. Maybe they try to move you to another table, they give you a free drink, they give you a coupon for something, and they're just doing everything they possibly can to keep you in that casino. And that social media uses some similar tactics, especially when it comes to how it interacts with your brain to keep you engaged as long as possible. And for me, I had this moment where I thought, you know, I talk so much about the importance of intentionality. I think being intentional with my time is really important, but I'm not doing it when it comes to social media. And for me, that was kind of that big aha was um, even at the end of this 30 days, I don't want to just say, well, I took a 30 day break and then I'm just going to go back to these old habits. And so um, just a real, a real learning. I tried then to be very observant in what was changing as I was taking this social media fast, how can I be very intentional with that? Especially since, like I said, I was still posting to some business accounts. So how could I um, really see what the benefits were that I was experiencing and hopefully use those as motivation um, in the future to continue to be more intentional? Even if I do um, at some point, you know, end up re-engaging. I'll talk about that a little more at the end where I think I might go from here. Um, the biggest thing that I've noticed though that didn't happen in my first experience, um, or at least that I that I don't remember happening in my first experience trying to do something like this, was improved sleep. Um, one of the things I mentioned that I found was I was scrolling a lot before going to bed. And so I would get in bed and instead of going to sleep or maybe reading a book for a couple minutes and falling asleep because I'd get tired. I would just sit there and I would be like, oh, I'm just going to look at this for two minutes. And then 20 minutes would go by or 30 minutes would go by. And um, I would be up much later than I expected. And it was so hard to put my phone down. It was really bizarre. And so I have completely stopped doing that. And I'm either reading a book before bed, I'm talking to my husband, I am maybe so tired, I'm just going straight to sleep, but I feel so much better in the morning. I'm probably going to sleep 20, 30 minutes earlier most nights, and I don't have that blue light coming from my phone, going into my brain late at night. My quality of sleep, for the most part, is a lot better, um, and I just don't have those things on my mind, which is so much nicer. It's a much better way to, to spend my evenings. Um, the other thing is and that I think is different than four years ago is that um, I have a lot less, well, I have a lot less maybe knowledge of current events. Um, we still get a newspaper, we get the Wall Street Journal. So I stay informed by reading that every day or as much as I can. Um, but I don't get sucked into uh, current events. So an article that I read um, with some information from this Tristan Harris that I read after this podcast 
was he talked about how you, know, you could look at two different phones, two different accounts, and it would have completely different information based on maybe the people that were followed or liked or, you know, how their behavior had indicated maybe their stance on different things and how it becomes these self-reinforcing bubbles and these echo chambers. And I just have so much less emotion. I just don't care because I'm not seeing information that's designed to make me upset and keep me looking. And I didn't do a lot of that before, um, but probably enough that uh, it was just not beneficial. It was not objective. And so as someone who really tries to stay pretty object, as objective as possible, who really aims to look at data, who aims to look at facts, uh, I found just getting out of all of that, any remnant that I had was very healthy for me. And um, and the last, and, and this was one that I definitely experienced um, the first time that I did this, was just contentment. Um, there is something to be said about focusing on your own life and the things going on around you. And, you know, comparison is the thief of joy, I think is, is what, how the saying goes. Um, but just not, you've seen other people, it was January and February in Kansas. We had a huge snowstorm. It was cold, like single digit cold some days. Um, right now it's 65, but it's supposed to go down to six degrees tonight. You know, I didn't need to see people in Florida or Aruba or, uh, you know, somewhere warm or somewhere having fun or doing, you know, things, even just things outside, um, you know, if they lived somewhere that was just a more temperate climate, um, my kids were kind of going stir crazy inside. We had a lot of cabin fever. We did a lot of obstacle courses in the basement and, um, we did brave going out in the snow a couple times, um, which was freezing, but you know, my son loved it, especially he's four and a half. So he was just over the moon to be playing in the snow. And um, you're just not seeing, oh, I really wish I was here. I really wish that I was living in Southern California where it's nice and warm and I could just be taking my kids on a walk and go get ice cream. And instead saying, you know what, it's snowy, but we're going to go out. We're going to go out for 20 minutes in the snow. We're going to make hot chocolate. We're going to turn on the fireplace and put on some blankets and some sweats and just enjoy it because pretty soon it's going to be a hundred degrees in Kansas and I'm going to be wishing that it was colder. And so just trying to live in the moment and be present and have joy and be grateful for the things that are in front of me rather than looking at and seeing other people who have maybe a different situation and um, really not wanting to focus on that, wanting to focus on um my life and the people who are around me, who I love. And so um, just, I think that brings so much more contentment and joy, um, at least again, for me. Um, and so everyone's different, but these were just some things that I was really, that I found that I was really struggling with and um, really appreciated about this social media fast. And so now that my social media fast is officially up, um, a couple days ago, my 30 days were up and I thought, you know, what do I do? Do I go back? Do I start going back on my personal platforms? Do I just continue on with this? Um, I'm a person who kind of likes rules and structure and black and white. And so if I have like very clear cut rules, I will just follow them. And it's very easy for me when it's like, oh, just, you know, everything in moderation. I tend to find that more difficult. Um, 
I don't know why, other than I'm just a person I've always liked following the rules. Um, I think my mom would even tell you as a kid that I just was a rule follower. Um, I don't think other kids really liked that so much, but I liked it. It just made things very easy for me. And so I, I, I haven't completely decided what I'm going to do. I really, um, I don't think I'm going to go back much on these platforms, especially posting wise. I just, I don't have much to say on personal social media. Um, have running a business and having social media is enough time, um, is something that I, I recognize being, you know, it's 2022. People expect that people want to engage on social media. I'm happy to do that. I do feel like it is not my strength. There are other things that I'm good at. Um, if I am blessed to hire someone at some point, it will be someone who really understands social media because I just feel like a complete dunce when it comes to um, engaging on there. I, I don't know why. I just, I just really struggle with it. Um, but I really, I really don't want to um, go back to where I was. And so I will have some pretty clear guidelines for myself, maybe some specific times that I'm looking at it or days or something like that, where it's, or a time limit, like you get five minutes looking at this a day and you're going to, you know, do it at this time or something like that. And so, um, so that's my plan right now. Uh, but I'm interested to hear, um, from all of you, have you tried something similar? Have you experienced some of these same, challenges or am I alone here? Um, and if you have, and you've tried something, what's worked for you? What do you recommend doing? Um, do you enjoy businesses that engage in social media or do you find that you are, um, really looking to, um, experience that brand in a different way where posting on Instagram or Facebook or those sorts of things really doesn't matter to you. You're looking for, for something, something different. And so that's always really helpful to hear because like I said, um, you know, I, I, I don't want to do anything, um, without intention. And so if it's not, um, adding value, if it's not interesting, if it's not helpful for you, um, I don't see a lot of point in doing it. And so I'm always interested to hear your feedback. I'll post some of this on um, the blog as well. And I'm very curious to hear some commentary. So thank you so much for listening. And um, I'll keep everyone posted on how my, my continued social media moderate, maybe moderation is what I'll call it, um, how it goes. Thanks so much. Have an awesome day.